Don't forget to click the link in the description. You'll get a chance to join the Mind vs. Muscle group. This is literally a free community for a limited time that we're going to be breaking down Facebook Lives, Q&As, your training. You get access to two expert coaches. Plus, in the future, there's going to be hundreds of other coaches that can help you break through plateaus, see better results, keep you accountable, and just give you all around more information to see more out of your fitness journey. Again, this is only going to be free for a limited time. So jump on the opportunity. Click the link in the show notes now. We are double live in it. We're double live, bro. We got a we're phone double. On phone. We're double there. I wish I had my phone so I could share it, but I don't. When's when's the last time we all sat down? I know a, this feels weird. Now. It does feel weird. It's different. And now we got we like, to get back into the, the, stu- the studio is kind of coming together. Yeah. I like it. This is the first time I've been out here. Felt like I was driving into. Uh, fucking jumanji or some shit bro yeah i was not ex- i was not expecting to go into the wilderness like this it's dope though it's dope i don't really think this is like the woods because you got i mean you got a bunch of shit around here well driving up here i saw i mean there yeah, was a I lot get, of green yeah, i and guess everything. on 900 that's actually yeah. I, I prefer going this way than 90 to 405 just because 405 that's, is yeah. a jungle in and of itself that's why it took me so long crazy but I know it's good. We got to got the whole crew together today. So we're going to do a and a So guys, if you're watching this right now on either Facebook back there, Instagram right here, shoot us questions um, or just tune in and listen as we answer uh, questions that we've already been getting. So you guys can fire away. And I mean, shit, let's just get right into it. Michael, why don't you give us the first one? All right. And I haven't read these ahead of time. So me either. We'll see uh, how it goes. So the first one is from Mart Saget. Mark Sag. When I when I read that I name, know. I was thinking immediately Bob, Bob Sag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bob Sag. He's Saget. actually hella funny. I was just about to say he's hilarious. <laughs> he's actually like kind of fucked up. And he, but he was like the most corny dude on that yeah. on that show, Full House. But whatever. he's like crude. But he's humor, hilarious. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. He like the first time you see him perform, you're kind of like stunned because he goes like to a whole another yeah. world that you wouldn't expect the guy from. I, I can't remember where it's I saw Full House, stand, right? Yeah. Okay, Full House. Yeah. Time. I never really got into that shit. But I never kid, thought but he was funny on Full House. No, not at all, because he was just like that boring dad yeah. or uncle or whatever he was. I don't even remember. Anyway. Yeah. Anyways, continue with the question. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so Bob Saget. Let's go to Marty Saget. So he he um, he asks, when should one add cardio after lifting, separated, high-intensity interval training before lifting? So I don't know. Are these three separate questions? First, grammar. Guys, come on. So one should when should one add cardio? Before after, after lifting, separated, hit before lifting. Yeah. Okay. So um first I would say never before, really. I mean, like you can get after it a little bit and do a couple intervals. Like I'll use it's not even really hit, it's more of just like explosive training, but you can do it in, in, in with the same exercise, right? You can do rope slams, you can do sled sprints, you can do anything like that and mm. do a couple rounds just to get your CNS fired, get some explosive right. movement in. Um, but I do not think you should perform any type of cardio before training. I mean, maybe some lists if you're like warming up for five minutes yeah. on, a, on a machine, yeah. but... I, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind if it was like, like let's say, because I, I do have some clients who do this and it's... You know, they'll, they'll go to a class that's early in the morning, like 
five forty-five, I think, is our first one, and then come back at about six o'clock or so, and then they'll do a they'll do a strength training session with me. Right. So separated like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm plenty thinking... of there's plenty of time. Yeah. See, and I agree. Not directly. I, I know what you mean. Okay. Not yeah. Right before. Right. Uh, your your training session. And I would I, and that's to add to that. I think the best way to go is separate it. Like because, because there's got to be time to to recover. Yeah, I think like at least five to six hours is like the rule of thumb. But yeah. I I would say even like if we're just looking in like consistent fat loss, I do think separating it works better. You're not uh, affecting recovery as bad. Like you can go home, get protein, get your food, get your hydration, get rest after your strength training session. So you're not going from like a brutal leg day straight into the treadmill for cardio. Like right. I don't think that's a good idea. Right. Um, I was actually talking to a friend. And I had a barbecue uh, at my house yesterday. And I was talking to my friend about this and cause he always is like, man, like I have to be drenched in sweat before I start my, my workout. That's crazy. And I'm like, man, like you, you know, you're doing the exact opposite of what you, what you want to accomplish, yeah. right? Like you're, you're trying to lean out and you're trying to build, you're trying to build muscle. But at the same time, like, look, like we our our body's primary fuel sources is carbs, right? Or, right. or glycogen, right? Right. right? right. So a lot of the time, like you're, you're depleted. You're de- you. <laughs> yeah, you're depleted before you're even getting into your strength yeah, session. So yeah. you're you're trying to get stronger, but you're you're hurting yourself yeah. at the same time because yeah. you're you've already used up a, a good amount of your fuel. So right. now we've taken uh, we we've taken this fuel source, we've depleted it, and now you're gonna go and try to to do a lot of volume or or lift really heavy, right. and so you're only gonna get. My guess would probably be you know, 15 to 20 minutes, depending on, on what, what you're doing for cardio right before of, of solid training. Right. I think too, like a lot of people who go on a treadmill or go run or do anything like that to get a sweat are usually in that like moderate intensity, steady state cardio, which is actually probably the worst cardio to do because you're just jogging. Um, Low intensity isn't enough to get you a sweat, which is actually why I would recommend that if you're going to do something before, because it's not burning you out. And then high intensity Usually you're probably not going to be sweating too bad unless you're doing like weight stuff, like uh, barbell complexes, CrossFit style high intensity. Because right, right. I know for me, if I do high intensity intervals on like a treadmill, I'm doing 10 to 15 second sprints for 10 rounds. I'm really not sweating bad right. because I give myself a full minute rest in between. So whatever he's doing to get a sweat is probably in that zone that's not. And then your joints are hurting. Like, So let's break it down really quick so we can clarify even more on this question. So if you're going to separate it, have a have a period of time where you're allowing your body to recover and definitely fuel up yeah. right so um i think you said 5 to 6 hours man sometimes i even recommend you know 6 to 6 to 8 hours uh yeah. for some people i think 5 to 6 is like minimum right um and if you're going to do something before because you know again i had this conversation with a friend he was like well what the fuck do i do right like this yeah. is just what i'm used to i have to do it um when I warm up a lot of, a lot of my stuff, you know, I'll do like flow or just constant, like I'm moving from drill to drill, um, with, with mobility and stuff like that to where I'll keep it, uh, five to five to 10 minutes max. Um, and, and that's because again, like even though I'm doing mobility, like it's, it's very hard on your, on your nervous system. Um, and, and again, I don't want to deplete myself to where I'm not going to be, uh, you know, working at, at, at full capacity. So, and if you want, I mean, and you can even do like a athletic dynamic warm up. Like if you're doing high knees, butt kicks, skips, karaoke, you're doing like walking lunges with rotation, bear crawls, that's all going to make you sweat your ass off guaranteed right. if you're doing it right. 
but that prepares you for the lift. No doubt, so it's yeah. not going to burn you out. So that's what I would recommend on top of the obviously mobility. And that's mm -hmm. kind of mixed in there with yeah. it. I, I do think that you do have to do some, uh, uh, some foam rolling or something, some soft tissue work before you get into, um, anything explosive. Right. And I see this all the time where people will hop in the gym and maybe they're weren't, they're running late. They don't want to miss the warm up. Um, or, or, or miss the workout or whatever, and then they they get into skips or high knees, and then their cat they hear this yeah, pop in yeah. their calf, and it's like man, like yeah, you got to break that stuff down. You got to warm it up, just like everything else. You can't just jump into yeah. explosive movements, right. right? So yeah, definitely um, split it up if you can. I would I would recommend a combination of of like low intensity and high intensity you don't want to do too much high intensity but it all depends on what you're doing for your training too because if you're just overdoing high intensity stuff then you're fucked you know what i mean you're going to be doing way too much work you're not going to recover from i prefer neat i think just stepping more is yeah. probably the best way to go but yeah definitely separate it um if you can all right the next one is paja rita and they ask i know in able to grow mass specifically booty one should shock that body part and put heavy stress on it. Every time I train, I always switch it up. Negatives, pause reps, and drop sets. Should I just be consistent with one way of training for a few weeks, then switch it up? Or just mix it up and keep it all the same? Forgot how great of a reader Michael is. Man, it's on point. Like I got crazy. lost in, yeah. the, in the expression. I don't, even, <laughs> I don't even know what the question was. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> I kind of so, <laughs> It was, uh, so she's pretty much saying she's constantly, she's probably almost switching up too much. Yeah. Right. So like, I think, I think for hypertrophy variation is like a huge key to like seeing the growth you want to see. But if you're switching it up constantly, your body can't even take the time to adapt and mm -hmm. grow from that. Right. So what I would suggest is sticking with something for at least three to four weeks. Um, and, and more so like, I would say, is she switching up variation or is she just switching up the negatives, the pauses, all that stuff? So I, from what it sounds like to me, it's, it sounds like she's, she's switching up how, yeah. So again, like the, the negatives and, and pause reps and stuff like that. So, um, actually you go ahead and finish and then I'll I go. I was just going to say, pick, like pick your exercise and stick with it for, honestly, I would say 12 weeks to be like hundred percent mm -hmm. real, like go four weeks of like squat being your main mover, deadlift being your next accessory and like hip thruster being your, should say like met metabolite training, your finisher, your, your extra accessory work. We're going to do a lot of high reps and then every three to four weeks change the tempo that you're doing. So go from just going as heavy as you can on all of them in the eight to 12 rep range. Then you can add a pause at the top of each one or bottom. Then you can add some negatives, right? Then you can change the tempo on the way up too. Like you can constantly do different things or even better, like pick one of each and switch which exercise you're doing that tempo with every three to four weeks. So week one might be pause squats and then your deadlift might be stiff leg deadlifts with a really slow negative. And then you might do um, like constant uh, like metabolite style where you're going three seconds up, three seconds pause, three seconds down or whatever for your hip thrust. And then the next time through, you completely flip everything around. But if you're doing it every single week, I personally believe that's a little too much. I don't think you're going to see the same results. So and, and again, for like mastering, a lot of it is, you know, it comes down to, to frequency as well, right? And we've talked about that in the past. Um, I have some people who are on a upper body, lower body split. And so uh, a max effort and then a dynamic effort day, right? So the, and the rep ranges, the rep ranges are going to change. And I've actually incorporated hip thrusts um, instead of, instead of deadlifts, right? Yeah. 
Um, and, and not to say that the hip thrust is better than the deadlift, but it's it's specifically for these people who want a, a bigger butt. So the hip thrust as a as a main mover, um, you know, will work on strength. So you know, five sets of five for with a pause at the top, right? For example, um, the next session, you know, they they might be doing you know four sets of twelve or five, you know, yeah. what I mean, and progressively over, overloading and again changing up the the sets and the rep range. So I think that doing that and obviously incorporating more of your accessory work, like, like what you said. So, I mean, it's essentially, it's kind of the the same thing, but having those days to where you have that max effort day where you're focusing more on strength. So when you, that you get into that, that dynamic effort day that you can move more weight and, and increase the volume. Yeah. Right. I think, yeah, I definitely think that's more important. And when we look at the pyramid of importance with training, tempo comes at the very end. Yeah. But at the same time, like what, when I've seen the most like growth or gains for uh, a female trying to grow her butt, like doing that frequently. So three times a week is probably even better. So if you can do your upper lower split and then add some extra hip thrust on your last upper body day or mm-hmm. something. So three days a week, you're working your glutes. I think that would be better. Um, and then to go off of what you said, you can, and kind of combine it with what I said, you can even do pause reps on one day, negatives on one day, super high reps on one day, right? Or you can go heavy on one day, super slow negative on one day, super high reps on one day. So putting all the pieces together, but like when we say all these different things, we got to remember too, like we're not in a hurry for this. Like, I think yeah, that's important. No so someone's yeah. going to be like, fuck, this program is going to be crazy. And it's like, no, like pick one and stick with it for a while. Like if you're really in the training game, you're going to be training for the next however many years. Like you have plenty of time to use all these modalities. So we never just go, we're going to throw all of our tools in the bucket this one time because we're going to hit a plateau. And then what tool do we have to use to get through that? So I think pick one, stick with it until you stop seeing noticeable gains and then go, okay, now I'm going to add a negative so I can really work on that stretch phase. Right. Right. And then feed off that for a little while. And then after that, maybe you go, okay, now I'm going to add a drop set or mm-hmm. whatever it may mm-hmm. be and slowly throw those things in. That, that third day that you, that you mentioned, uh, I've actually, I've implemented that as well. And a lot of it has been like band or cable work. Yeah. So um, it's way less damaging, but a lot of tension. Yep. yep. I agree. All right. The next one is from C Zenti 16. Should I be wearing a belt for lifting? If so, when? I'm 51, 5'4", 150 pounds, and deadlift 180 pounds. So, man, I I really, I don't have any of my clients uh, use belts. And this is why. It's because I'm not having anybody, I I don't have anybody who competes in powerlifting or anything like that. So, nobody going for one rep max, um, which is typically where if I, if I was to have somebody go over 80, 85% effort, um, I'd probably have them wear the belt, but I just don't see that being, uh, beneficial, beneficial in a typical training session with, with any of my clients. So I, I, I I don't let anybody go over that rarely. I, I won't say ever, but rarely I will have anybody go over 80, 85% 85% because I want them to control that, that yeah. rep. Right. And, and I want them to control it through throughout the entire set. And if we need to clean up form, we have room to do it yeah. to where they're not fucking themselves up. So I think, uh, I agree. I, I very rarely have people go over 85%, but it does happen. Sometimes it happens by accident because you overestimate how much somebody can lift. Um, and other times we want to, somebody does want to focus strictly on strength. And at the end of the day, you just have to do that. Right. So I think there is times it just more often than not, I work with people who want to 
lose body fat, build muscle, and you don't need that very frequently. I think 85% is actually a good range. Like you do need some of that um, to build muscle because you have to build strength. Mm -hmm. But going 90 above is kind of irrelevant. Like I'll do like – so. I have guys that'll go like work up to a three rep max on one of their max effort days. But even that, it really isn't over 90% if you think about it. So, um, and then the other thing I often will be like, Hey, do you feel more comfortable with a belt? Like, do you feel like it's going to help you breathe properly? And if they say yes, I'm like, go for it. Where like, it's not that then like, because for me having that external cue of like something to breathe into is, is really powerful. But at the same time, it should be used as something that allows me to build I guess that habit or that skill of breathing properly, like diaphragmatic breathing when deadlifting, so eventually I can take it off, right? right? It's the same thing with like weightlifting shoes. I wore them for a long time while I kept working on ankle mobility, but now my ankle mobility has improved. I don't squat with weightlifting shoes anymore because I have enough ankle mobility, right? right? I can do without them. So I don't think you should use it as a crutch, but I do think it can teach you how to breathe properly, but it's by no means something that's gonna be like, oh, strap it on in your back. So so what you're talking about is completely different from why people actually use the oh, weightlifting belt 100%. they use it as a tool because they like their their core uh they lose integrity of their core during the lift so if you if you if you've ever done like the west side or conjugate method right or or have seen uh a west side program a lot of those guys are working on you know hanging hanging leg raises or hanging knee raises and farmers walks and all that because they want to they have to build their core and and enable for those guys to perform and move a lot of weight they cannot lose integrity so working on that stuff and hip mobility a lot of people why their their lower back is is bothering them in the first place is they got super tight uh their, their flexors are super tight hip flexors so to open up the hips work on on in on uh anterior core um, man, those are absolutely essential in order to in order to building that that main lift. And I think that a lot of people don't really realize that. So it's like, okay, well, the belts should help my back or or you know prevent my back from hurting, but you can still mess up your back. I was gonna say like I, I've seen plenty of people hurt yeah, their back while wearing. Still around, like, yeah, yeah, you can still wear a belt yeah. and hurt your back. I think that and I don't even tighten it super tight. It's like just it's literally just there for me to. Dude, I properly. love. I see people who will just like. They just crank it so yeah. hard. Oh my god, it's got to be so uncomfortable. Yeah, and like the, that's, that's the, how probably that's probably how people shit themselves when they lift. <laughs> dude, <laughs> it happens. We're gonna talk about that in a sec. But I think wait, wait, wait. Oh, okay. I think that the biggest point here is first of all, are you already wearing a belt? So if you're not wearing a belt, you're cranking out deadlifts and you feel fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Like you don't have a reason to. Now, if you've hurt your back or you do not know how to breathe properly or you're one of those people that just holds their breath through the whole weight or lift, I think you should wear it because I think it can teach you how to properly breathe mm-hmm. while you deadlift because a lot of people don't know how to breathe through their lower abdomen and get like diaphragmatic breathing before a lift. They, they're chest breathers and that's not going to help you keep your uh, core engaged, keep your rib cage tucked. So that's something to think about. That's why I wear it. It's not like a Band-Aid. Okay. Um now, speaking of shitting, I told him about this. Did you hear about oh this? Oh, my God. We got to bring it up. No, no, I watched it. Oh, uh, did you watch it? Oh, I didn't watch I watched it. So there was a UFC fighter, and she was, what was she getting choked or what? She, she was, shit yeah. her pants. Well, not yeah, her pants, she but. was, I don't think she was getting choked out, but the, the girl, the, her opponent was trying to, was trying to submit get her, her. In, was, yeah, was trying to submit her. So they were on the ground. They like, were on the ground, and she was in a vulnerable position. Obviously, she was obviously trying to get her, out of it. I'm trying to picture. Was she was on the ground. The floor? Yeah, her her okay. ass was to the floor. So it wasn't on. And the other I mean, girl. like her, you know, her hips were 
coming off and everything and then you know all of a sudden it's just you just see just shit i mean it wasn't like it was just like <laughs> shooting out but like you know because they they ended up moving and they were shifting on the ground oh uh, so she was and making so, like little yeah, shit angels. i mean she was making little you know shit prints kind of like you know yeah i mean oh it was just like you God. could on purpose so it was like no, no. Uh, I I actually so I, I thought I thought that for a second before I watched it yeah. and I told him I was like man she was probably doing it on pers- on purpose because I know that if I was fighting that girl I would have tapped out even if I was on the ground and she wasn't touching me I'm tapping out yeah. there's no way I'm fighting in a ring full of shit that's nasty <laughs> yeah but so I was like man that's actually a good tactic yeah. if you want to go if you want to be the most prolific fighter and you want to be undefeated go so, ahead so was yourself. it just kind of like leaking out of her shorts and then yeah. as she rolled yeah. okay so oh and the and her opponent was stepping in it like man oh, oh yeah did she know that the opponent no know what no was she happening? didn't know she who, didn't know who won the fight I, I don't know I don't know oh my God. Did they, yeah, I have no idea I wonder if they continued or yeah. did they stop and then it? she was like, like yeah and then she was just like no no they continued what yeah they continued. That's and the ref an, was right there. Not in the rule book. <laughs> I guess not. The ref was the ref was right there. That's crazy. And there was there was, I don't know if he he stepped in it or not. Wow. But she her opponent <laughs> definitely stepped in it. it like, I just imagine like the thing that comes into my mind. You remember that Dave Chappelle skit where they did R. Kelly's doo doo butter or something? Oh like my that? god. <laughs> That's what comes. I'm like, man. She just says like that doo doo butter all over the <laughs> fucking mat. That is so messed up. God. I mean that's actually common in powerlifting too, especially yeah, yeah especially with Vomiting females like and peeing and stuff, especially yeah. like. Uh, actually, you know, what? speaking of this, I'm going to tell you guys a funny story. So, in <laughs> okay. Muay Thai, I have a really big issue with relaxing, right? Because I'm sparring a guy, right? Like, I can't like just okay, let yeah, me yeah. relax, like because I'm like if I fuck up, he's going to kick me. Like he can't hit me in the face, but still it hurts, right? Or <laughs> So he's really trying to teach me to like, just like kind of <laughs> whip it. You know what I mean? Like whip my arm, whip my leg, whatever it is. So he's like, dude, you need to relax through it. So we were doing a uh, kicking combos where we were just going off and then we were doing punching combos. And I finally started like being able to like relax and I had to pee really bad and we got done. And I'm like, man, I, I think I was doing it. But he's like, dude, you were way better, like fluent. And it was like that whip. And I was like, yeah, I pissed a little bit. And he was just like, what? and i'm just like yeah man i just relaxed so much i'm gonna go to the bathroom and i just like <laughs> but it was like it started dribbling a little bit because i was like so relaxed but i didn't uh, want to stop because we were in the that's middle hilarious of it. it was funny man i had a, i had a guy pr and do that too remember that? oh yeah he's like he, oh he, i think i just shit a little <laughs> he pr'd and we rang the bell everybody's screaming there's this oh. older lady sitting next to him and he didn't even like get pumped up he just dropped it and he just kind of looked around and he looked right at the for some reason her not me no one else just this older lady who was super quiet at the gym he goes, I pissed a little bit. <laughs> she was just like, what the fuck? Man, when, was started that? when was that? Uh, Probably a couple years ago. Yeah, a couple years ago <laughs> at the old gym. Hilarious. Yeah. Oh, my God. That shit was funny. Well, I've, I've, I've thought that I shit myself. We got a lot of pissing and shitting stories. Yeah. Let's bring them out. I, I thought that I shit myself. It's on a, hella on funny. a PR or something? Yeah. On a, uh, no, not on a PR. I think... Uh, Man, yeah, it wasn't even anything crazy. I think that I was just, I don't know. I think it was just a protein shake. You yeah. know what I mean? Every time you you just get the farts and I I was deadlifting and I was like, oh my God. It, I, I mean, it felt like, it felt like I had like literally just shit my pants and I was just like, man. And it, it was to the point to where I had to go to the bathroom and, and luckily nobody was at the gym. I was training by myself <laughs> and I was just like, oh fuck, like, are you serious? Yeah. 
I go to the bathroom, I check myself, and I'm like, oh, man, like, that's crazy. It was just, just a yeah, wet not, fart. Yeah, yeah, just a super wet fart. It's, it's, it's hilarious because when we had the team dinner at, at, at Tiff Spot in, <laughs> yes, uh, West, or in Seattle, everybody's like, I don't even know who came up with that, but it was like, it was Jess. Tell, tell us something. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Tell something that nobody, nobody knows. knows about you or whatever, and it was like, you know, shit stories and yeah that's all that came out so it was no, like something that's yes, all yeah. that the stories were because everybody's yeah. like oh I don't yeah know. nobody like, wants to tell a shit rachel's story, like oh you know? i have a tattoo and we're all like oh sure you have a tattoo and deal's like i mean i shit myself one time and we all started dying and then it got to me and i was like Fuck, now all i could think about is the one time i shit myself shit. <laughs> so i started talking about that too oh uh, shit was funny but mine, you, you mine were in was, like fourth grade yeah right? mine was in class mine i was, was i was in like fucking seventh yeah grade. mine was in class i might as well tell the story it's, yeah, it's a pretty good story so, uh, actually it was kind of like a similar situation, right? Like I just thought that like I had to fart and, uh, it, so I, I, I did fart, it but it was, it was more, it was a shark, right? Okay. And, but I, I was totally confident that it was just going to be like, I could control it and slowly just kind of just like leak it out. And that wasn't the case. It was just like, I let go a little bit and it was just like, poof. Right, just like a, just a little squirt. So at your desk, like, at my desk, in class, at my desk in class. And so how my class, how, how this class was, and I was like, dude, mind you, I'm like in the middle of the class. Oh, you're not on the right? edge. No, not on the edge. Oh, I'm boy. like directly in the middle. And so the whole like imagine like a whole wall, and it's just all glass, right? It's all windows. <laughs> and then it, it so it looks out onto the playground or whatever. And I just got up. I didn't ask the teacher or nothing. I got up. I went to the bathroom and I took my drawers off because, and I, I saw it. I was like, man, I shit myself. I can't put these back on. It's going to smell. Took my pants off, took my drawers off, put my pants back. I went th- the rest of the day. This is in the morning too. The rest of the day with, with no, with no underwear on. So I go out to the playground and so there's the playground and then there's a fence and then there's somebody's, uh, somebody's house right it's like their property and there's like sticker bushes along the fence right so i'm just like man i'm gonna go toss in the sticker bushes right walk out there right like my friends can see me and shit i like how you so you're holding on to the underwear the the window is facing of his class is facing where he was going yeah so aren't they watching i I walked out i walked outside and and i just threw none of my none of my friends said anything to me (laughs) but i'm assuming that people could see me walking out there but my teacher saw me right so I just I just huck my my draws up over the up and they're over probably the fence, wondering and they're just in the sticker bushes and I just walk back in and I sit down Stop. didn't say anything so after uh, it was it was when Wait, recess well, can, it was when re- recess yeah. let out so he he stops me before I leave right okay. and he's like hey, I need to talk to you for a second and he was like is everything okay this and that and I was just like yeah it's fine I was like oh, man yeah I was like man, I just had a little had a little accident I'm gonna go play now why <laughs> why did you not just throw it in the garbage i don't i don't i don't even know if there was a garbage there's garbage everywhere yeah so when you wash your hands he didn't i mean my assumption would be like if i was in fourth grade i wouldn't want any of my friends to find it you'd probably well they wouldn't have known that they wouldn't have known but i'm but but i'm thinking i'm thinking that there was no garbage in the bathroom otherwise why would you and if you and if you would have seen this school you would probably think like yeah there's probably yeah. you know what i mean there's probably like two garbages on this whole campus it wasn't like i mean the school sounds pretty nice though with no glass facing no it was like man playground. it was like the glass dude it was it was shitty 
Uh, and it was like uh, a basic it was like <laughs> like somebody took play-doh and like sealed up that was like, the other kid's you know shit I mean? and it was like you could put like it was like thumbprint dude it was the shittiest like putty seal- like yeah tacky. exactly okay right all right well yeah it was a garbage school i, I was <laughs> and I, I actually looked at like the ranking of this school like, yeah i've looked on like redfin and houses <laughs> and shit in the neighborhood and that's like what we look at sure so i was just curious as to like what it was ranked and that shit's like a two out of ten jesus <laughs> yeah, that's, that's ironic because you took a two at that school <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you took a two well i was thinking <laughs> a number two i was thinking it was maybe a nice school the glass, the way no, you set it up, no. the there was like the air dryers in the bathroom, no. so there's no paper Dude, towels. They, they blew so there's that no garbage. Up. Yeah. Now, now the school you is the really school nice. Now the school is really nice. Yeah, oh, they redid it. They redid it, and it's fucking sick. But it's still, it's still got shitty rankings. But now it's it's super. What nice. do you think happened when those people discovered what was in their sticker bushes? Like fuck, you know, we live <laughs> next to an elementary school. So see mine. What are you dang, do? Damn, damn kids. That's probably why they had the. Uh, the sticker, sticker bushes. bushes. Yeah. So I was in like, I think it was the summer after seventh grade. So I was almost in junior high when I did it. But yeah, it's way more. It, 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 we're so if anybody's from <laughs> my hometown, they all know the Burger King Gap. Like it was like a really well known skate spot. And the there, Burger King Gap. Yeah. So there was this gap from from the the street sidewalk. Like you'd come down. Uh, I think that's Meridian, and you'd come into the like right above the drive through, and you'd all this huge like downhill slope okay. into the drive through. Right. So. Kids would wait and then they would like holler because there's no one coming through the drive-thru and you'd mob down the street with your skateboard and you'd ollie this gap, right? So I did it, but mid, like I got scared mid ollie, like going through the gap and I just, no. I, yeah, literally scared the shit out of myself. Uh, yeah. So I landed <laughs> and then I just like, like slid into the wall and like I stayed on my board, but then I just like, I just remember kicking up my board and I'm like, I got to go. And everybody's like, what the fuck? And I'm just like, I just left. Because <laughs> my house was like not no. too far away, but yeah, I mean, I had to walk at least four or five blocks with shit in my Did pants. You just but, walk like yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't like a log, but I mean, like he said, same same idea. Just I scared it out of me. Fucking wow. shit out of yourself. Well, that's what happens. I guess. Anyways, I don't, do, I don't have, do we have any more questions? Yeah. I don't have any exciting stories like that. Um, do we have any more questions? Yeah, we have two more. So Maximilian asked. What are your thoughts and experience Maximilian. with underscore Z Maximilian? Maximilians. Um, what are your thoughts and experience with slash on uh, sarcoplasmic hypertrophy? Well, you see here. Saying, uh, no, so um, I, I, like the way I took this was. I don't know. I don't know his background or anything. If if he's a trainer and he's just trying to dive into science and stuff, or if he's just if if you're a client or just a a general person just trying to like build muscle and look better, I think you're just going a little too deep unless you really like geeking out about the science. So this is pretty much just there's myofibril and there's I think I said that right sarcoplasm and yeah. yeah and then there's sarcoplasmic yep. and it's just a different type of hypertrophy and in part a lot of the studies say that you can't even really fully control it I think it's more of like a genetic thing just like we talked about on the one show like some people are more type two some yep. people are more type one it's it's similar to that um, a lot of bodybuilders have more of that style where like you'll see a massive dude but he's not very strong it's because sarcoplasmic is if I'm correct it's almost like inf- it's like 
I, I look at it as like inflammation of the muscle, mm-hmm. right? Like you get bigger. You're not denser though. Like you can get a guy that's 180 pounds. that's super fucking strong and he's dense as hell. And then a guy who's way bigger than him, huge muscles, but he can't lift as much mm-hmm. because it's just, he focused on a little bit different. So if you, so if you think about what creatine does, right, it pulls water into the, into the belly of the right. muscle, right? Yep. So that's that's essentially like that. That would be an example of sarcoplasm. Right, helps store glycogen in there. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. it's almost like that puffy look, right? right? Like, which isn't a bad thing. Like, if your goal is to get really big, then you might want to focus a little bit more on that style. Right. Excuse me, style of training, like higher rep, uh, breakdown, like burnout sets, stuff like that. But it it really just depends what you're going for. Right. I think that everybody will get a little bit. Everybody should get a little bit of it. Just like everybody should get a little bit of strength training. And I think like more and more science is just showing now that like if you nail down on one thing, you focus only on that one thing, your results are probably going to be subpar. Like if you split everything up evenly, like if hypertrophy is your goal, I would say two thirds of your training should be in the hypertrophy rep range, but you shouldn't be doing all 12 to 20 rep on everything just so you can increase sarcoplasmic hypertrophy. Like I think that's better to just save like at the end of your workout, do some burnout sets, get a little bit more of that, like and do a combination yeah, of everything get some blood flow into the yeah. muscle yeah. and if you really really want to dig into the science like we were talking about earlier stronger i think it's stronger by science stronger by science yeah that's a really good uh which i think is greg knuckles website so he has like an article on it just google that shit and it'll it'll probably pop up do we have anything on the yeah there's a question from the facebook live from michael ruiz there you go and what up from mexico he says he's going out of town in for one week and I don't, he doesn't want to skip a workout and you recently bought a few resistance bands. So oh. do you have any advice for resistance band workouts that he can do while he's gone for a week? And uh, lastly, should he do full body workouts? Yes. Yes. So, and, um, think, and I'm just, actually going to release a video on, uh, on the instant Well, obviously, uh, Facebook as well. Um, but I did a whole band workout that will be out, um, tomorrow and it's full body full body dope so it'll already be out by the time this comes out yeah um i think the and, and just to clarify why you should be doing full body is simply because you're probably not going to have as much time you want to get as much bang for your buck and you're most likely going to be doing it. most people who train when they're on vacation or traveling and this is probably the best way to do it just to s- stay on top of things is do shorter higher uh, intensity workouts every single day so i'd rather you spend 20 to 30 minutes like doing higher reps, doing full body, getting after it, like really pushing the tempo, low rest period, rather than going in there and trying to like get an optimal upper body yeah. lift. Like it's just not going to happen, especially yeah. with body weight, right? So because like, let's say for band work, like if you only have a band and you're like, okay, I'm going to do a push day or an upper body day, there's only so much you can do. So you're, and you don't want to overload like your shoulders by just doing tons of presses and then have very minimal rowing with one band. Yeah, you know what no I mean? Doubt. So, so definitely do full body. I would just do a squat, do a hip hinge, do some kind of a pull, um, some kind of upper back work. So like face pull, pull apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and then do some like push ups or band presses or, and then curls and stuff like that. Like just do a little bit of everything, three to four sets of everything and just crank through it and do that every day of the week. You'll be solid. You'll have to let me know how you like the the training session. Yeah. I know it's fire as fuck, but <laughs> I remember when, what back in February when it snowed, crazy amounts yeah, all of yeah. a sudden, and I couldn't make it into the gym. Yeah, and uh, you sent me basically just a band workout to do that day, and and you still got a crazy workout. Oh my, yeah, yeah. I, I think you had. It was on when I was on the third set of four. Yeah, I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna 
do the fourth one. Yeah, and a lot of people just like, <laughs> and that's what's funny is like a lot of people just throw it in the tank. And they're like, "Fuck, I only have a band. Like, whatever, I'll right. just take a week oh, off." It's no, like, right. why not, man? Like, and always, it's the same thing with diet, right? It's like when people talk about like, "Oh, I can't just like have one cookie. I gotta have them all." Well, it's like mm. a lot of people will say, "Fuck it," and just go all in. And it's like, okay, like you can eat the whole thing, or you can just have a little bit. And even though that did some damage, it's a lot better than doing like a lot of damage, yeah. right? So the same principle applies there, but kind of like shopping at Nike. But yeah. you don't, you don't even need a that band. Hard for me. You don't even need a band. <laughs> I think I think band is good if you want to add a little bit more resistance or use it kind of as a tool, um, which which is cool. But like you don't need it. Yeah, right? I like, think uh, the best reason to add it is simply because it's extremely. The one thing I struggle with when people are like, "Oh, send me a body weight workout. I don't have anything, and I'm going on a trip." I always do something, but pulling. There's yep. it's very hard yep. to get significant That's rows. True. That's true. Um, so like having a band to just do like, you could do a full, like complete body weight for core, legs, glutes, uh, chest, everything. And then just supplement with hella band pull aparts and you're golden. You know yeah. what I mean? So, but I, this, that's why like I did that, uh, post, um, when I was in Cannon beach, I didn't have anything. And I did like, I was doing like YTIs and shit with water, water bottles. bottles. Yeah. Like, and it works. Like if yeah. you do face pulls, like with holding them with just water bottles in your hand, that shit is brutal. Yeah. Because, and, and that's what I think is, it's actually powerful because now when I go to do weighted stuff, like I know how to create that tension so much better because right. you can learn how to do it with fucking water bottles. Right. So any more on there? That was it so far for Facebook. All right. So let's talk about, uh, is there anything on there? It's just people joining. All right. So let's talk about the uh, group real quick. So everybody watching this on Instagram, everybody watching this on Facebook as well. We're launching the group. Um, there's a link in the um, show notes. So go to mind versus muscle podcast and look at the show notes. If you're on one of these, if not, you'll if be watching live right now. Yeah. It's on the most recent episode. It's on the most recent episode. So you can go back and we're also going to be posting links on Facebook. So it's only free for a limited time. So this will be something that people will pay to be a part of in the future. But right now we're just building the movement. So we want to get as many people in as we can, so we can just help, right? We're creating a community literally of just people looking to get better results. So not only are you going to get access to me and Theo where we can help, you can post videos and we can critique your form on your big lifts or whatever. Um, you can also post different training ideas you're doing, different nutrition things you're doing, and we'll help critique it. But we're also going to be posting member exclusive free content for only the members of like nutrition, Facebook lives, Q and A's, like tons of access and, and so much more accountability because you have a bunch of people watching you do what you do and then you get access from us. And in the future, there's going to be some really cool announcements and products we will have for you guys that are only going to be available in that group. And I would add on to that, that it's meant to be a community. So for everyone to help each other out too, absolutely, because obviously we won't be able to get to it as quickly as maybe someone right. else can. Yeah. Right. So we want to build that. Exactly. Up. So trainers, there, there's, I guarantee, I think we already have a couple, there's going to be trainers in there. So you won't only have access to me and Theo, but you're probably going to have in the future, I mean, hopefully hundreds of trainers in there, yeah. right? So there's going to be tons of different ideas going around. It's a great way to build up your knowledge, your results, everything. And I know like, I've, I've experienced this very heavily, especially recently. Um, but like, I know we both have throughout our life, like being in part of different groups and communities, it's just always been the best way. And like, after working with literally hundreds of people, both of us, thousands combined, if we look at online and the podcast and all the clients we've worked with ourselves personally, everything works better when you have different people working together to get to exactly. a better result, exactly. right? More accountability, more access to just way more information because there's always going to be a second opinion that makes you think like, fuck, that's a really good way to do this. And it can completely push you through a plateau. 
So I'm really fired up, obviously. I think it's going to be great. Yeah. And I really suggest everybody get in now why it's free. Because in the future, this is going to be a very valuable thing that not a lot of people are going to have access to unless they pay. One so, rule, no negativity. Yeah, no negativity. And no selling shit. Like, this isn't this isn't a place for people to come in and, like, post product and stuff. So we will yeah, ban that. that stuff. But it, it's all positive in there. And if you're listening to the episode, you're not watching live right yeah. now, um, it is in the show notes. It's a bit.ly link. So it'll take you to the Facebook group, but it's you're just going to see that link yeah. instead of Facebook slash then all these random yeah. numbers. And it'll so. be clear, yeah, and then we'll accept you if you add yourself in. So I think that's a wrap for today, guys. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for joining. If you love the Mind vs. Muscle podcast, want more free content, and you want to support the movement, share this podcast and leave us a five-star rating and review. To get your questions answered on the next episode, see the show notes for our social media handles and hashtag mind versus muscle.